amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 10-Minute Murder contains depictions of violence that some listeners may find disturbing. Discretion is advised. Welcome to another episode of 10 Minute Murder. We're glad you're here. Today we're gonna talk about the murder of Joanne Katrinak. In December of 94, Joanne told her friends about a phone call she received from someone she had never met. Three days later, she and her four-month-old son, Alex, were missing. Joanne Katrinak received a phone call in December of 1994. She didn't know who it was, and phone records couldn't identify the caller. But the police thought the call could be the key to the case. Joanne Katrinak was a good student. She was an outstanding athlete and a very attractive lady by any standards. She wanted to pursue a career in the fashion and beauty industry. Her friends and family would say she was upbeat and known for her optimism. Qualities that were tested during her first marriage when it ended in a painful divorce. But in 1992, she met Andrew Katrinak. He was 38, 14 years older than Joanne. And despite the age difference, the two hit it off immediately. Quickly, the couple married and moved into Andrew's home in the small working class town of Catasauqua, Pennsylvania. A little over a year later, they welcomed a healthy baby boy they named Alex into the family. On December 15, 1994, Joanne Katrinak called her mother-in-law at 1.15 in the afternoon. Joanne said that she and the baby would be right over to pick her up so that the three of them could go Christmas shopping together. But they never showed. Andrew Katrinak came home from work around 6.30 p.m., surprised that his wife and son were not home. No diaper bag, no purse, no winter coats were left behind. There was nothing out of place inside the home. The only thing Andrew noticed was that the hinge on the basement door was pried from the door jamb and a telephone line in the basement had been cut. Four hours later, at 10.30 that night, Andrew Katrinak called police. Relatives found Joanne's car down the street in the parking lot of a local bar. Although it was locked, Joanne's keys were inside the car. On the back of the headrest were several strands of long, 
blonde hair, which did not belong to Joanne since she's a brunette. On the distal end of the hairs were microscopic traces of dried blood. DNA analysis revealed that the blood was either from Joanne Katrinak or her son Alex. Investigators also began to check out the alibi of the last known person to see her alive, her husband, Andrew. Days passed, then weeks, and when the banks reported there had been no activity on Joanne Katrinak's credit cards, it was becoming painfully clear that Joanne and Alex had been the victims of foul play. Christmas passed, and so did New Year's of 1995, still with no sign of 26-year-old Joanne Katrinak or her infant son, Alex. The Katrinaks lived on a busy street across from a local bar. Neighbors said they saw nothing suspicious on the day Joanne disappeared, and police were skeptical that Joanne and baby Alex could have been abducted in broad daylight. Four months after they were reported missing, the worst fears of the police were confirmed. In a remote stretch of rural farmland, a farmer plowing his field noticed what first appeared to be a bundle of clothing. When he looked closer, he discovered the decomposed body of a woman lying on her back and on her chest, a baby. About 40 feet away was a baby rattle shaped like a phone. It was Alex Katrinak's favorite toy. Close to the bodies was a diaper bag with two long blonde hairs still attached. The hairs were microscopically similar to the hairs found on the headrest of Joanne Katrinak's car. An autopsy discovered that Joanne Katrinak had been shot once in the face at point-blank range with a 22 caliber pistol. She had also been beaten severely. The coroner was not sure whether little Alex died from exposure or had been suffocated. The bodies were found about 15 miles from the Katrinak's home, a remote trail used mostly for horseback riding, which told investigators something important about the killer. Andrew Katrinak had told police that one of his former girlfriends managed a horse stable, the Silver Shadow Farms, just a mile down the road. Her name was Patricia Rohrer. She and Andrew lived together for two years in the late 1980s, and again briefly in 1991. When they broke up, Patricia moved to North Carolina, had a child with another man, and had been living there ever since. When police questioned Patricia Rohrer at her home in North Carolina, they immediately noticed that she was a brunette and not a blonde. Rohrer said that she was in North Carolina on the day of Joanne's disappearance, 500 miles away from Pennsylvania, and had witnesses to prove it. Andrew had another surprise for investigators. He remembered that Patricia had called his home just three days before his wife and son disappeared. Joanne had answered the phone, and when Patricia Rohrer identified herself, the two argued. Patricia Rohrer denied making that call, and her home telephone records confirmed the story. With brunette hair, an alibi, and no evidence she called the Katrinak's home, investigators feared they hit a dead end. Investigators wanted to know as accurately as possible when Joanne and Alex Katrinak were killed. Although the bodies were discovered four months after they disappeared, it wasn't clear how long the bodies had been in the field. The bodies contained evidence of insect activity, and police asked Dr. Ki Chung Kim, a forensic entomologist at Pennsylvania State University, for an analysis of what the insect activity revealed about the time of death. After a deep investigation, Dr. Kim concluded that the bodies had not been placed in the field recently, 
They were there since February and possibly as early as December, the time of the abduction. Patricia Rohrer's telephone records reveal that she made long-distance telephone calls from home almost every day. But there were no calls made between December 11 and December the 16th, suggesting she was not in North Carolina. When Joanne Katrinak and her son were abducted, Patricia said she was at the Cowboys nightclub in North Carolina. A state law requires all patrons of the club to sign in, but Patricia Rohrer was not signed in on that day. She also denied owning a 22 caliber pistol, and a search of her home turned up nothing. But one of her old boyfriends contradicted her. He told police Patricia owned a 22 caliber chrome-plated semiotic weapon with an unusual characteristic. He stated that you could fire one shot out of the gun, and then the gun would jam. You couldn't fire a second shot. But police still had the problem with the blonde hair found at the scene and in the victim's car, since Patricia was a brunette. After a little digging, after a little digging, police discovered that Patricia Rohrer competed in a horse show in Guthrie, Oklahoma in December of 1994 and had won a prize in the competition. The pictures of the winners that day showed Patricia with bleached blonde hair. The photo was taken just 11 days before Joanne and Alex Katrinak disappeared, but prosecutors needed more than just a photograph. They needed to know for certain whether the blonde hair at the crime scene belonged to Patricia Rohrer. The blonde hairs did not contain enough root material for traditional DNA testing. Investigators' only hope was to try a new type of DNA test for the time, one that had never been admitted into evidence in a Pennsylvania trial, something called mitochondrial DNA. Scientists tested the hair, and the mitochondrial DNA sequences from the blonde hair matched Patricia Rohrer's DNA profile. This was enough to convince prosecutors that Patricia Rohrer was at the crime scene and inside Joanne Katrinak's car. She was arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Prosecutors believed that Patricia was in Pennsylvania and not North Carolina when she called for Andrew Katrinak. But when Joanne answered the phone, Patricia's hopes of meeting Andrew for old time's sake were quickly dashed. And when Joanne hung up, prosecutors believe Rohrer got angry and sought revenge. For the next three days, Rohrer stalked the Katrinak's home to observe Joanne's daily routine. On December 15, sometime after 1 p.m., Patricia Rohrer broke into the Katrinak's basement and overheard Joanne on the telephone with her mother-in-law. When Rohrer heard Katrinak was leaving, she decided to wait for them in the alley and cut the telephone line to prevent any further calls. At gunpoint, Patricia Rohrer forced Joanne into her car, ordering her to drive to the remote farmland. Patricia fired a single shot into Joanne Katrinak. When the pistol jammed, she beat her to death. The baby was left on his mother's chest. The murder weapon was never found, but Patricia left two bleached blonde hairs at the crime scene and some hair stained with the victim's blood in Joanne's car as she drove it back to town. At the trial, Patricia Rohrer's defense team scoffed at the notion that an alleged argument she had with Joanne Katrinak was a believable motive for murder. After two hours of deliberation, the jury disagreed. Patricia Rohrer was found guilty of both murders and she was sentenced to life in prison. That is today's 10-minute murder. Thanks for stopping by. And before you go, make sure you press the subscribe button and going forward, you won't miss any episodes. And if you have friends, you can tell them about 10-minute murder too. 
Have a good night. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.